to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Aoife, and I, special guest, Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> discuss young adult fiction from the past, and we used to say the present and future, but that's a lie, because we've not yet achieved time travel. But um, We're yeah. working on it hard. We are, here at Forever Young Adult, <laughs> so that we can be forever young adults. <laughs> This podcast is a bit of immortality. Really? Kira's not with us today. Rip. Kira's away in Japan at the Rugby World Cup at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. New guest November. New guest November. So two weeks ago you had Kira but not me and special guest Orly talked about the night circus. And this week you have me and not Kira while our special guest Michelle is going to tell me about a little indie <laughs> romance book you might not have heard of. Probably never heard of it. Yeah, it's, what was it? It's um like... Dusk or... Or, you know, in that time when the sun is setting, but it's not quite dark yet. What is it called? Oh, oh, Is oh, it a twilight? <gasps> mm, that sounds right. Mm. That sounds like it might be the yes, thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> New York Times bestseller. <laughs> 2005. How do you pronounce the surname? Of... I say Mayer. Okay. But that's... I think I know that it's Meyer. People say... Meyer, and what I say to that is, you may or may not be that. <laughs> Why would you like to talk about this book today? I would like to talk about this book today because you told me to. <laughs> so I feel like it fits in with the kind of more spookier elements of October, mm. and it's also young November. adult and November, yeah. Well, we're in a spooky time of year still. It's very yeah, gloomy. It's very gloomy, very, you know cloudy overcast and it's always raining just like the setting of yeah. this book. Where's this book set? It's set in Forks, Washington. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Why would you read it? I think because as a YA novel it's probably one, one that stands out to me the most because I like I feel like it just affected me a lot more because mm. I read it fairly young. What age? I was like 12. Or maybe eleven or twelve. Okay. Um, yeah, it really deeply affected me. I don't think I'd ever read anything like it before, and I was like, "Oh, these these are teen." I was really into Jacqueline Wilson books, yeah, <laughs> and like Roald Dahl books, and I was like, "This is a teenager who is doing teenage things." Not yeah. like me. Not like me, who is eleven. <laughs> I also read it at like eleven. I think it was the perfect age to read Twilight. Yeah. But people think Twilight is embarrassing. It's- you know, it's not. It's not. No. I mean, I feel like. I feel like the time of the films, when the films came out, and like the initial reaction to film, there are certain aspects of embarrassment towards how people acted. But wearing Team Edward yeah, shirts. Yeah, like that stuff. You're like, ah. Yeah. But also, you're just a child who enjoys a book. Like, it's not. Like you're being filtered into enjoying it in this like romantic love triangle way yeah like that doesn't necessarily mean you're bad yeah you're a yeah. kid you're a child literally yeah mm. i was just thinking because you you were saying you read it when you were 12 and i also read it when i was 12 or 11 um i really don't know how i would have felt about this book if i had read it when i was like 16 or 17 if i was bella's age like i, I truly don't know yeah um i wasn't 16 or 17 at the time but i said that i'd left my copies of the books at my granny's house and when i was maybe 18 or 20 yeah uh, a lot of my little cousins started getting into it oh wow i'm like they were like 12 at the time and i remember feeling weird about that yeah and thinking oh these aren't actually the best books for you to be reading at this yeah, time like not the best role models but part of that is that we always think that people younger than us are much less developed like not. like I remember being 12 and I didn't feel as young as I think my cousins are you yeah. know like I read me binchy books yeah you know like about grown adults going on holidays and having affairs yeah <laughs> like and I was like this is fun yeah I can't wait to be a grown adult yeah this sounds thing. great <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say about like your history with the book and how you found it? Yeah, I was young. I was. Oh. I don't think I was in the demographic for it for sure. Mm. But I think the same as you, we were like advanced readers. Like you passed through the demographic for it though. Yeah, how did for you, sure. How did you feel about Twilight when you were sixteen, seventeen? Oh well, it's the same way I felt about Taylor Swift. Okay. So I was like really hardcore into it, and then I got to secondary school, and I was like, oh, people like make fun. People of make people. fun of this. So this it's not cool. Actually, I don't like it, and I'm. 
I'm cool and I like cool things. Oh. Yeah. And then I cuffed out and I was like, wait, fuck that actually. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever I want. That's so fun that like that time period when you're like, no, I'm into cool things that no one can make fun of. You're like but I'm making this. collages of the Jonas Brothers. Fuck you. <laughs> who wrote Twilight? Stephanie Mayer wrote Twilight. Um, who is a Mormon woman. Yeah. Who yeah. is from... America. She's from America. Is she from Phoenix? Mm, yeah, I think she grew up in Phoenix. Yeah. Or she lives, resides in Phoenix. Tell me the story. Like, who is Stephanie Mayer? Like, there she, might be people listening to this who never who don't of, know. No. I mean, they, they've probably heard of it, yeah. but maybe they only heard the bad stuff. Okay, so this woman mm-hmm. had a dream of uh, a girl and a, a boy in a meadow. And they were talking to each other, and the boy's skin was glowing and mm-hmm. sparkling in the sun. And she woke up, and she was like, oh my god, I have to write this down. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it developed into the Twilight book that we all know and love. Do you know, like, what, what age was she at this time? No. No. And she didn't really want to be a writer. I did homework for this I podcast. I don't have my notebook with me. That's true. Michelle did all her homework for this. And then she unfortunately left her notebook somewhere else. Which and... is my just like entire story through school. Yeah. <laughs> but were you lying sometimes? With the oh, homework? most of the time, yeah. yeah. But this time I really did. You had a... But I did take lots of notes about Stephanie Meyer and her life. and So she had a dream. And then her sister encouraged her to publish it. And... She experienced many rejections, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, Harry Potter was rejected like 12 oh, times well, as well. Oh, well, isn't that the inspirational but, quote we all know and love? I'm sorry. It's just like, it's known that it's it's a big comfort to people who write that some of the best-selling books of all time yeah. were rejected. We were only talking earlier today about how James Joyce couldn't get published. True. She had, yeah. He had to go to a lesbian publishing yeah. company. Uh, yeah, and she has a BA in English. Mm-hmm. So we were discussing previously where she's from. Mm-hmm. She met her husband when she was four years old in Arizona. Ooh, yikes. They went to school together. I mean, like, I can get that with, like, it's a small religious community. Mm-hmm. You want to be within the community. Like, it, it meeting your husband at four is weird, mm-hmm. but... I mean, I met sense. my wife when I was... Thirteen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're probably just two of a horde of children running around to like a church service. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So she met her husband at four, and that was in Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. And she's just lived there the whole time. Yeah, she has a house. She bought a house, obviously, because she's very wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere else that they vacation in. Um, the book I did last month actually, Anna Dressed in Blood. Mm. Um, sounds wonderful. It was way. good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed reading it. Stephanie Mayer's film production company like picked that up to do a movie of wow. because she now runs a film production That's company. That's so cool. I didn't know. Yeah, that. and she like tries to like amplify the voices of women in kind of horror gothic romance. Bless. She's the thing is I actually like Stephanie Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like she's not a bad person. She's just a very shy person who accidentally wrote a like really, really big novel. Yeah. yeah. And got very famous and like obviously there's issues in terms of like heteronormativity, mm-hmm. some of the way the relationships are portrayed. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Yeah, I, I remember now I, I didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Can we reference you the podcast? Yeah, um, Michelle and I used to have a podcast about Twilight where we just talked about it for 20 minutes. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. It was great. It was a highlight of my time. Um, yeah, I didn't talk about this, or else I did, but I remember a time when it was uncool to like Twilight, and mm-hmm. I remember all of these videos online, because I was also very online as a kid, mm-hmm. and I still kind of am, Yeah. in regards to like YouTube and stuff. And I remember there was a series where known... Um, sexual abuser now mm. Alex Day had a Twilight series where he dissed the books he like read and went mm-hmm. through the books and like nitpicked and like basically shat on the books yeah but I, I like I've re- reread them and I don't think the writing is bad like it's not bad yeah it's I... fairly like it's fine some I... parts of it is even really nice. Like, it's really lovely descriptions of the scenery and the atmosphere around the characters, which is why I also mm-hmm. really loved the books. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it was just... 
I haven't rewatched any of those videos, but I remember they were really big, and it's one of the reasons why he was so popular on YouTube was because of that. I had not put together the fact that, like, I remember when he was, I remember when he was outed as a sexual predator, but yeah, that just, oh my god, like, not to be, like, a Banksy, but, (laughs) oh, that's such an indication of our culture that, like, a man will be like, oh, I'm so woke, here's me criticizing a woman's writing because she's written problematic tropes. By the way, I'm like... But I know he did sexually, like, abuse some of the people in his circle yeah. who, who were also on yeah. YouTube and he had very problematic relationships with them. Yeah, he had abusive relationships yeah. and very controlling and, like... Like, that's yeah. the exact stuff that he's criticizing yeah. for having appearing in the books. Crazy how that yeah. is. Oh, yeah. wild. Um... Okay, so what's Stephanie up to these days? Do we know? Is she's, she quiet? Oh, yeah. I know that after she wrote Twilight, she wrote some other books. Mm. I think she wrote a non-fiction book. And then did she? I know she wrote The Host. She wrote The Host, which I have also I read. I love that. Really, actually, yeah. really enjoy it. I didn't like the I'll, film. I'll probably read The Host for the pod at some point. Yes. Like, it is a brick of a book, but it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Very cool concept. Very sci-fi. People, yes. She's Excellent. A good writer. Like, she's yeah. a great writer. She went to school for English. Like, yeah. She's good at what she does. Mm. So she was a very quiet, shy person mm-hmm. who has retreated from the limelight. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a bit of a challenge for us, but you're going to have to now, as we leave author talk, tell me what happens in Twilight as if I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, it's only the first book. So. Yeah. Yeah. In Twilight. Mm hmm. A girl from Arizona moves to live with her dad Yeah. in the Pacific Northwest yeah. of America, and it's very rainy and cloudy, and she hates it. She meets this crazy, weird family, and they're very beautiful and pale, mm-hmm. and she sits next to one of the family in biology, mm-hmm. and he hates her one day and likes her the next day, and she's like what's up with that yeah this sounds like a very emotionally confusing time for our protagonist yeah and so it's about the relationship they develop with each other and Mm -hmm. like it just kind of delves into that Mm -hmm. between the two of them so it's kind of a romance novel okay Okay. yeah it's supernatural oh what's the supernatural element well you'll just have to read it (laughs) (laughs) oh man I wonder (laughs) he's a vampire (laughs) oh man I thought he was a ghost damn what if cool though yeah i mean pale well yeah pale so our protagonist moves from sorry what's her name her name is isabella swan but she prefers to go by bella bella wonderful so her name is bella and she moves from a very very sunny place Mm. to a very cloudy cold place why does she make the move because her mother is married to a minor league baseball player who bella says in the book he's not even that good (laughs) because edward's like oh do i know him she's like no he's shit (laughs) um and he moves around a lot for his job i think they were going to florida maybe Mm -hmm. um but staying behind sorry about Um, the dogs yeah (laughs) staying behind made her mom sad so bella is an extremely selfless and emotionally developed young adult and yeah. is like well I don't want my mother to be sad mm-hmm. so I'm going to exile myself to this place that I hate and it's horrible mm. you know you say kind of not emotionally developed at all she's she's very yeah. like self-sacrificing and she doesn't really consider her own needs at all yeah I was going to say but yeah you picked up on it instantly like that's not a choice a 17 year old should have to make no but she sees it as her being you know responsible and yeah. a good kid which is really sad yeah yeah. Mm. So she has to make a big move because she wants to let her mother do what she wants. I guess yeah. you've probably seen her mother make a lot of sacrifices. She was a single parent. Yeah. Do we know how the parents split up or the Renee, her mother, Renee yeah. just left Forks, Washington one day with Bella when Bella was very young. Okay. And I don't think that the mom and dad have a good relationship with each other. Okay, okay. And she took the kid. She took Bella. Which is not great. No. Um, but Bella had to spend every summer with Charlie until she was 14 when she decided that Charlie should come and visit her in Arizona because she hated Fork so much. Okay. Okay. And that's, I mean, 14, the difference between 14 and 17 is big, but it's not a long time. Okay. So she makes this decision to move to join her dad. Does she have an okay relationship with her dad? Um, I I don't 
can't tell. I know yeah. I know the relationship develops, but at the start of the book, she kind of like. I feel like she views her dad through her mom's eyes, yeah. which her mom is obviously has great distaste for, mm-hmm. for and for Charlie and the memory she has there. So she even refers to her dad as Charlie, and she's yeah. like, "Well, I can't call him that to his face and stuff." Yeah. All we know is that he's really reserved and okay, that, not a no really emotional kind of a man. Okay, and he's a cop. Mm, <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. yeah, a policeman. Mm. That'll happen, I guess, in yeah. American literature. Yeah. Okay, so she's kind of, she's caught between her parents a bit. She chooses to go off with her dad, but it's only for her mother. Yeah. I'm trying to understand it as if I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. from what we're saying. So, like, you know, obviously I know that Bella's very reserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've read these books also. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's interesting to think of how she's being raised by the parent who's less like her. Mm. And yeah grown disdainful for all of the traits in the other parent who's more like her yeah which are actually quite similar to her yeah. and her yeah. traits that is kind of yeah. weird so, you, so she hates work when she gets there does yeah. she grow to like it at all I think she does eventually yeah but like in the first book specifically like her detest is like in almost every second sentence she's yeah. like oh my god it's raining I hate rain she's never seen snow before in real mm. life and she's like what are these white flakes flying from the sky and the classmate's like you've never seen snow before and she's like only on in, on the television it's uglier <laughs> yeah, in real life it's gross yeah she hates it she that's hates it so much but I think that's her relationship with Edward that's so 17 <laughs> yeah that's her relationship with Edward develops she's like grows more warm towards it I suppose so Edward is our love interest yes 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 okay um you said he hates her at the beginning but I don't well I also enter this yeah. having read Midnight Sun yeah have you read Midnight Sun I've read bits of it bits of it I've read all of it multiple okay. times cool. so I I'm also I'm also remembering Twilight having also read Edward's perspective of mm-hmm. Twilight so I like it's not that and that's just a retelling where Edward's the main character. Edward is the main character. Bella is the love interest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's very interesting. Same book, his point of view. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, Edward's kind of really funny. So. Yeah. But that's a different book for a different time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not that he hates her. He has this, like, over... You don't find this out till later, but mm-hmm. Bella's scent is, is like, a, a calling to him. And yeah. he's... He can, it's almost like he's it's impossible for him to resist the smell of her blood okay and he can smell that even when she's like not bleeding yeah like, even like it's like really potent okay yeah okay so how are hmm, so he he pretty her blood particularly is attractive yeah, calls to, to him yeah. so like more than usual okay yeah. so that makes sense like that he would be more tense because yeah, he's he, trying to keep up a facade yeah like yeah. in I don't mean to talk about Midnight Sun but in Midnight Sun the for- when Bella goes into biology and sits beside him the first time and she's like what is up with this guy who looks at me with such hate and his eyes are black and he's like gripping his fist mm-hmm. so tightly under the table in Midnight Sun that's Edward going through all of the scenarios in which he could kill Bella and he's like oh well I could start breaking the necks from the back or from the top or I could attack this way and he's mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna kill this innocent life like I can't do it mm-hmm. I worked too hard for it. like that whole scene is him trying so hard to keep his humanity and his mm-hmm. composure so the vampires don't kill people in no, this family? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Um, Not this family of vampires. Anyway. Like, okay, so we know, like, the myth of the vampire. Yes. We know the Dracula. Do yeah. they, like, how much of that do they keep? Okay, so in layer books, it's actually revealed that most of that was made up by this bigger vampire government to off-track humans. Okay, so, okay, so there's a vampire government. <laughs> the Volturi, yes. <laughs> Um, listen to our other podcast <laughs> to hear about that. Are we going to restart Twi Twenty? I think we might have to. <laughs> it's coming into winter. Yeah. We need stuff to feel warm and cozy about. Let's drink a Bailey's and talk about Twilight. Yeah, absolutely. But in this in this universe, so vampires are pale, unimaginably beautiful. Yeah, and they have, depending on their diet, they have golden eyes black eyes if they're hungry and then red eyes if they drink human blood that's cool can i make a side note yeah because i just wrote this earlier because i remembered about how much the book affected me Mm -hmm. i specifically remember being a young teenage child and i wanted so badly to be cool like the cullens were that i would walk in rain 
with like my hood down as if it didn't affect or bother me at all because that's how vampires <laughs> reacted towards rain and that's how they were described in the book when you're a teenager you just want to be cool <laughs> you just want to be cool and you're like well this is a cool thing so i'm gonna change my entire being to be like it so the vampires have golden eyes or red eyes or black eyes if they're hungry okay so you said edward had black eyes at first yes when because she sees him next what he has golden eyes and she notices because Bella in this book is extremely perceptive mm-hmm. and is very acutely aware of Edward's behaviour because she has a big old crush on him. <laughs> I was going to say she's very perceptive when it comes to cute boys. Cute boys. Yeah. Um, so they're very pale. Um, they're very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And is that like a... Like, it is It is a weapon. I was going to say like is it is it just that only pretty people get turned? No, it, no matter how you look when you're turned, you will. You're, part of their allure is that they're beautiful and, and humans are like, yeah. oh, wow, that's pretty. I will follow them into the woods. <laughs> that's cool. That's actually very smart for vampires. Yeah. Yes. So another part of them is that their skin, apparently, is like rock solid and mm-hmm. glistens in the sunlight. It refracts the light. Okay. Which tells them. It's a big teller. So they can't go into the light because it would obviously be very telling that they're different from humans, but they yeah. don't, like, burst into flames or anything cool like that. Okay. Okay. So they just... Hmm. So what weaknesses do they have? They... Fire is still okay. the same. They can't, you know, fire. Yeah. Oh, that's um, really it, I think. Beheaded? So yeah. Being beheaded? So they're kind of like... It, it's not very supernatural. No. Like, they don't have... So they're not like dead, reanimated corpses. They're, they're just, just changed. Yeah. Okay. And are they? But there is a talk. There is talk. I think that I think it's in Twilight's in Midnight Sun. There is mm-hmm. a lot of talk about whether or not Edward's soul is real or not, and mm-hmm. whether Bella is worth the risk of his fictional soul, Schrodinger's soul. Okay. Oh, and he's very religious. He was changed during the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu epidemic. The okay. Spanish so influenza, yeah. So he's. Okay, so, like, he's got those traditional... Yeah, and I think he was an only child as well, raised by a single mother, because we only know about his mother who raised him. And Carlisle is also... Carlisle, sorry, who is his vampire father. Okay. Who, in vampire terms, sired him. Ooh, that's gross. (laughs) Yes, is is a very religious man who was turned into a vampire hundreds of years before and Mm -hmm. was the son of a preacher. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're concerned with like the likes of the soul and the stuff. I just feel like the physical nature of the vampires in this aren't isn't very supernatural. No. Like they don't have like does anything bad happen if they enter a place without no. an invitation? No. Like And they're not they don't have any version to garlic or crosses or Yeah. Anything like that. And there's no like having to count grains. No, if you no. If you drop rice on the floor they don't have to stop and count them. And they're just like, What the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I want to throw rice at Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's his wedding day and people are like, confetti. And he's oh, like, fuck. <laughs> scrambling like an animal on yeah, the ground. counting them. They're very fast is another, is okay. another trait. A supernatural trait. They're very okay. fast and they have super strength and they have nice cold skin. Because mm, they're not alive. Apparently. Okay, cool. So weird monstrous creatures, but they've clearly chosen to be in this place where like their skin won't refract and stuff mm-hmm. are they trying to be humans i don't think they're trying to be humans i just think they're trying to be their idea of what a good vampire is okay and what is that okay wait 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 wait. edward is like a hundred yeah but technically 17 <laughs> okay so part of his idea of what a good vampire is is continuing to go to school and that's yeah so um he's in hell yeah he's in hell <laughs> I've, i found out where his soul is it's, it's in, in hell. hell i think this is just because another thing we've talked about is about carlisle mm-hmm. who you think is a cult leader mm-hmm. who is a very religious man who wants who saves who has saved these people like edward yeah. and edward's siblings and his wife mm-hmm. um and he thinks he's saving them and he tr- like trains them into this life of well we only drink animal blood and we're not like other vampires and we want to fit in with humans and we're not hunters or predators mm-hmm. per se so they don't they don't hunt for blood 
No, they hunt for animal blood. They don't hunt for human blood. Okay. Well, that's... I was going to say it's more difficult because, like, you can't just turn up to a deer and be like, ooh, I'm very pretty. I'm a deer <laughs> No, hawk. but they are very fat. Yeah, and they have sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Yeah. So, okay. So they're trying to be good, yeah, essentially. Suppose, yeah. But, I don't know, like, I... To what avail, I don't know, because they can't... <laughs> die like i read uh, another book for the podcast called never bite a boy on the first date and it's from the point of view of a girl who's a vampire and she was turned when she was like 16 or 17 and she was like yes my body is frozen at this age but i can feel my mind i'm already more mature than i was when i was first turned mm. and her whole part of her whole thing is that she doesn't want to move again because mm. if she has to move again she has to start this year of high school again and she wants to get out of high school and stay out and she's like lots of people look like they're 16 it's fine i look like i'm 12 <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like you can be an immortal person who was turned as a teenager without yeah staying to go school i think what they say their excuse is is that they get to stay in the town longer or something like that or they're integrated into the community better if they stay young if they stay young yeah so they don't have to move around as much i mean yeah but he could be like hi i'm 23 and here are my here are my five 18 year old children <laughs> weird so yeah weird yeah also in the book they're like yeah dr carlisle is like in his late 20s or early 20s are doctors that young i mean yeah that's I guess, crazy like i've got cousins who are doctors that's like, insane. But they're older than me. So it's like, I think if it's like a six or seven year course. Okay. So if you go in when you're like, let's say you go in when you're 17 and you are qualified in seven years, then mm. you're a doctor at 24. Wow. Yeah. You're 24. 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I hear middle-aged people talking about this all the time where they're like I know I'm getting old because the guards and the doctors are getting younger and they're like I'm going in to report a stolen bike why is there a toddler here and the guard is like please sir I'm 32 yeah yeah so he's mm, he's like he's like in his late the doctor Carlisle the doctor Carlisle um is like in his late 20s described as being in his late 20s early 30s and he's got like, sib- he's got Edward and other siblings. So what What Jessica, who is one of the side characters Bella meets and is her mm-hmm. friend, supposedly. Mostly a side character Mostly though. just a side character. Um, so it's described as that Dr. Cullen and his wife mm-hmm. moved to Forks from Alaska and they've been in Forks two years prior to Bella. Um, so they're also newcomers. Mm-hmm. And I think... Ro- there's two blonde ones Jasper and Rosalie and they're described as being twins so mm-hmm. they're the Hale twins yeah so there is an idea that there's this family that's had a very tragic history and this yeah. young couple has taken in these kids these yeah. kids from various people around yeah. them and they've moved to this place and like do people buy it? no well no. I mean they buy it but like they're townsfolk and they're from a very yeah. small place so they're like is scandalous yeah. like, that these people are all coupled up and it's weird and they all live together. They're all coupled they're up? They're coupled up. So they're all supposed to be brothers and sisters by marriage. Okay. Um, But like Rosalie is with Emmett. Okay. And Jasper is with Alice. Okay. And Edward's by his lone self. Okay. Waiting on that perfect very, someone. <laughs> yeah. Very conveniently yeah. not coupled. So and all of people of Forks apparently think it's really strange because we get a lovely long speech from Bella's father who are like Mr. Cullen is a great doctor and this this town should be grateful for him and his his lovely children who are well behaved and he's very beautiful actually (laughs) when I think about it Um, I have to say as a person from a small town like the attitude of oh but they're bringing families to the area is very good like my mother always told me before she knew I was gay, like <laughs> if you ever get pregnant, you should always move home because, like, in the city, you'll just be another statistic. Yeah. But in the countryside, people would be like, "Yes, that's another kid, gonna keep the school open, mm-hmm. like gonna gonna like improve the football team. Like you're there, you're working in the community, you're adding to the community, you're valued." So I guess that's where Charlie's coming from. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> where he's so. like. 
this family's just up the hotness of our town so much. He's also like, you know, Dr. Cullen could work in any city hospital for a yeah. much higher wage, but he chooses to work here because he wants a small town life for yeah. him and his family. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, be yeah. grateful. But Charlie's not suspicious at all. No, no, no. But everyone else is a little bit suspicious? I think everybody else just thinks it's incest. Okay. I don't think they think it's vampires or anything. <laughs> okay, so there's no, like, instinctual awareness. I mean, there might be because everybody, like, avoids them and yeah. nobody really talks to them and but they're like logic- wow they're beautiful but I don't want to be near them which is like you know human instinct of, to stay away from something that's dangerous so they're like their logical brains are saying oh everything's fine but like some kind of animal level of them is like, like get away yeah. which is something that Bella lacks which oh. is why she is drawn to them which Edward points out to her he's like you're fucked up in the head you know you shouldn't be afraid of me okay 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 so Bella finds out that they're vampires. Yes, Bella. Wow. Uh, well, she's a very good sleuth. <laughs> and she's really interested in this cute boy. For no reason. Yeah, so she has... There's an incident that happens on like uh-huh. her fucking second day of school or something okay. like that. Where a van almost barrels into her. But at this point, she's already had a couple of conversations with Edward in biology class. Uh-huh. And she's like, does he hate me? Does he like me? Oh my god, this boy. Why can't I stop thinking about him? That's so strange. <laughs> for no I'm reason. I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> and a van almost barrels into her on the day that it's really icy. Mm-hmm. And she sees Edward standing at the other end of the car park, or four cars down from her. Because she notices where he notices. is. She's like, why am I aware? <laughs> um, and... So she says she sees the car coming towards her and everything doesn't happen in slow motion. It's like she has hyperspeed sight and awareness and mm-hmm. she can see the car coming towards her and it's Tyler's van. Mm-hmm. There's another side character. I was going to say, who's Tyler? Yeah, we'll get to him. <laughs> I really like Tyler. So he's coming towards her in the van. He took a wrong turn on the ice and then Edward is in front of her suddenly and he has this, he stops the van and the van almost falls back and hits her legs but he somehow lifts the van up to stop her from crushing her legs and mm-hmm. she falls and hits her head on the ice but she sees all of this happening and mm-hmm. as we know she's extremely perceptive mm. and she's also very stubborn which is a trait that she has in the books and she says this to Edward and he's like oh you hit your head on the ice like you don't know what you're talking about first instance of gaslighting <laughs> in the relationship that we oh, see oh god okay yeah Okay, so, like, Bella's immediately, like, I saw you do a superhuman thing. Like, explain to me what that was. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were, like, that strong. Yeah. Like, that strong and that fast. He, yeah, he's extremely fast and extremely strong. And, and and it's really funny because Tyler, the guy who almost goes into her, is like, I thought I was gonna, like, kill you. Like, what happened? And, and she's like, you didn't see Edward standing beside me. And uh. he was like oh, everything happened so fast, I must have not noticed him. And she's like, okay, so I'm not the only one. Like, yeah. he obviously wasn't beside me, which is oh, what he tries to tell her. Yeah. yeah. And she's she's really smart. And she's like, I also like that she, she has a really strong moral compass because she's like, okay, but like, what happened? Will you just tell me what happened? And he's like, why do you want to know? And she's like, I don't like lying. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I don't want to lie for no reason at all. And mm-hmm. I know that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're not telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. And like... I want to know the truth. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I just want to know. Which I really respect. Good character choice yeah. to make. And that's an interesting choice to have your 17-year-old character yeah. like that. Because how many 17-year-olds do you know who are averse to lying? I mean, constantly A toe rack. Every You're sentence from your mouth is made up. <laughs> yeah, avoid suspicion. And yeah, at all times. Go out drinking. Yeah. Well, I lied for different reasons. Yes, you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so... Okay, okay. So Bella's, like, immediately suspicious. Um, yeah. But... And she doesn't back down either. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of the... Like, we said a lot of the negatives. Like, Bella's, like, a bland, two-dimensional mm-hmm. character. But she never backs down. Mm-hmm. She never, like, steps back and is like, maybe I'm wrong. She's like, no, I know I'm right, and you're keeping something from you, and I will keep at you until you tell me. Like, I'm not afraid of you, and I know what I want to know. Okay. Like... Okay, so clearly she has a conversation with him afterwards yes. about it, yeah. And he, like, kind of admits that there's something up, yeah. but is also gaslighting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and she just doesn't let up. No, she doesn't. So how does he end up telling her? He doesn't. She, I think she kind of finds out herself. Okay. So after that, they, like, mm-hmm. he's he does this whole thing where he's like, oh, I know I've been very rude to you and we shouldn't be friends, but actually, like, I want to be your friends, but you should stay away from me. 
kind of thing. Okay, so he's 17. He's 17 years <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah. Um, I think she, like, researches it, and she goes to, like, a bookshop, and she looks in the books, and she's like, what is this? And she goes to a event on a beach mm-hmm. in the local re- the reservation, mm-hmm. uh, La Push. So the, like, like Native American? Native American reservation. Okay, cool. Which is near Fort, so mm-hmm. it's a real place. Okay, cool. Um, and she talks to her childhood friend who tells her, like, spooky stories. Are they, like, Native American spooky stories? Or are they, like, spooky stories that people in the town also know? I think they're mainly Native American. Okay. Because the guy, her friend Jacob, just is, like, dismissing them as, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, like, old pretend made-up stuff. Yeah. Because he's not, like, really into Native heritage yeah, or anything Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a cool kid. I'm... Yeah. 14. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he's really young. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bella starts piecing it together. Yeah. And she's like, the Cullens? And he's like, yeah, I know, like, spooky things about the Cullens. Okay, but you said the Cullens only moved to town recently. Yes, but there's a legend in the Quileute? Quileute, yeah. Quileute, uh, tribe that they've been there before, and they're a really old, cold people. Who okay. Bella's like, what does that mean? Okay. Yeah. Has she touched any of them at this point? She has touched Edward multiple times. In oh. biology class, they passed slides to each other while they were looking at anaphase and prophase. Um, Cell divisions. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, in onion roots. Yeah. And she touches her hand, she's like, oh, it's so cold, but there's also a spark because I'm feeling attraction for the first yeah. time as a young adult. Yeah. I'm a teen. A teenager, yeah. Yeah. And there's also a scene where she goes to Port Angeles, I want to okay. say, and mm-hmm. he, like, saves her from a group of men who oh. are going to harm her. Okay, a lot happens in this a book. A lot happens in this book. Okay, so she's touched him and she knows that he's cold. He's really cold. So, like... She knows he's really cold. She thinks mm-hmm. it's really weird that he's paler than she is, and she notices that his eyes change colour, and that he has super strength. And mm-hmm. she's like, something's up with this guy. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So our girl knows that this boy is pale and cold and has color changing eyes. To be fair to her, a lot of these, like some of those are obviously vampire traits. But some of them really aren't. Yeah. Like traditionally. So it's like the, does the lore of vampires exist in this world? I don't remember. I, yeah. But there, there is a scene where he's like, so what do you think? It is, because he knows that she knows something is up. Yeah, this is after she's had after a talk with Jacob, had, yeah. who and tells she, her things. And she's like, oh, like, bitten by bitten by a radioactive spider or something like that, and he kind of laughs at it. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're both acknowledging the fact that he's not... Normal. Normal, he's not human. Yeah. At least, like, fully. Yeah, and she kind of... Mm, does she know that he's, like, old at this point? Or does she just think like he is? I think he just she just thinks that he's weird. So like the legend of the Quileute people about the Cullens, yeah, wasn't necessarily like this specific Cullen. Yeah, it was like people like this. So there is a scene in the book. He does eventually. They go off into the woods together, mm. and she's like, "You yeah. promised me you would tell me." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, okay. What do you think?" And she's like. I know that you're really cold and really like mm-hmm. changing eyes and stuff and she's like I think like you're not as young as you say you are I think mm-hmm. you're a vampire and then he's like well yes I'm a vampire <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> yeah so okay okay um and she okay our girl Bella because I'm going to call her our girl from now because she is our she's girl she's our girl I love her she doesn't seem averse to the idea of dating a vampire no she's kind of like well this may as well happen <laughs> and she's into this dude yeah. so she knows he's a vampire yeah. does she do they date I mean it's a romance book but like yeah, how does that date. happen so I think they hang out together mm-hmm. like I mean they start yeah so when she's like Oh, I think you were a bit my radioactive spider. Happens one day when he invites her to sit with him at lunch. Mm -hmm. And he sits away from his family and she sits away from her friend group. And they have this conversation together about Mm -hmm. it. Um, Oh, that's very cute. That's very, like, traditional, like, Mormon romance. Yes. (laughs) In clear view of everyone else, we will have a conversation. We will sit here at this lunch table and and we will be annoyed and aroused by each other. That's love. <laughs> that's love. Um, yeah, so that's how that happens. And then he's like, he's mean to her again. And then she's like, when you what say mean, up? he's like, he's not 
he just he like avoids her and he doesn't really talk to her and he's hot and cold with her and he's like I want to be your friend but you shouldn't be my friend and I'm not gonna talk to you but I really want to talk to you and like she knows he's a vampire. You should avoid me. This is before then. Oh, okay, that makes more so sense. So that conversation happens before she's like, I know you're a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just kind of sit together at lunch. Really, is how they start dating and they have an accidental date when she goes to Port Angeles and he saves her. And okay, can you? What do you mean by accidental date? So she go. She's like <laughs> at the start, of, at the midway between the book, I think. A, a girls only like girls ask prom is happening, yeah. and all these side characters are asking Bella to prom like. But they're like, do you want to go to prom with me? Like Mike Newton and then Eric and then Tyler ask her. And her excuse is, well, I know I'm going to Port Angeles because there's no books, good bookstores in Fort, yeah. so I want to go get some good books. Because Belle... Oh, she's not like other girls. Yeah, Belle is also very well-read and she's yeah. also studying everything she's studying. They're doing in Forks High School at mm-hmm. that time. So she's like, no, I'm going there. And then Edward's like, so I heard you're going to Port... So what are you doing, like, this week from Tuesday? And she's like, are you being... F- are you trying to be funny? Because she thinks he's going to ask her to the dance. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going... I'm like, I'm going out of town. And he's like, yeah, I could drive you there. Like, I know your, like, truck isn't that great. And she's like, fuck off. <laughs> Stop insulting my car, <laughs> yeah. Um. So she goes, and she is uh, followed by a group of men who wish to do harm on her. Okay. Um, with Edward? Or? No, with not with Edward. Okay, by okay. herself. Because she's oh, like, fuck, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fair. And he follows her there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In okay. his shiny Volvo. Does, does his vampire powers include, like... Scent. Psych- tracking? No, I was going to say, oh, like, predicting he, the future no, or something. No, not predicting the future, but he can read thoughts. But, oh my god, this is a really big part of it. Okay. He can read thoughts, but he can't read Bella's thoughts. Okay, okay, shit. One of, one of the first conversations they have is about Bella explaining why she moved to Forks, and mm-hmm. he's like, so you like suffering then? And she's like, no, and she gets really annoyed, and he's like, why are you so annoyed? And she's like, oh, because I'm an open book, like, my mom says that everybody can read me so well, and he's like, really? I can't really, like, get a read on you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, are you a good reader then? He's like, most of the time. <laughs> it's because he can't read her thoughts, and that's why he's so, like, okay, so vampire this girl? Vampires have psychic powers? Some of them do. Okay. If you have had abilities in, in your human life, they may be amplified in your vampire life. Okay, so there are supernatural elements yeah. to it, kind of. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting, because that implies in this world where, like, vampires aren't spooky at all very much. Like, humans are spooky. Humans are spooky. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why his siblings, like... Alice can see the future. When she was a human, she had visions, and when she was turned, those visions were heightened, so she can she's like can see future events happening yeah. and stuff like that. God, it would be so much easier for Edward to kill Bella. Actually, like he doesn't even have to read her mind and know her suffering. Like, yeah, it must be really hard for him to kill other people because yeah, because he can read hear what they're saying. They're like, oh God, I'm dying, <laughs> being killed. <laughs> this yeah. Sucks. Zero out of ten would yeah. not return to death. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he... Oh, okay, sorry, we got derailed a bit by that. He can't read her mind, but he also can't, like... Like, he's not psychic. So he's got no reason to, like, follow her other than just... No, but he's just so drawn to her by, one, her scent, and also the fact that he... He can't can't smell her to a car. He can. They have super smell. Fuck that. They're like like dogs. They're like hounds. They can smell a scent. In a car. Yeah, so he follows her because... I don't know. I'm in just this imagining book. him floating like a cartoon character following a pie. <laughs> like Pepe Le Pew, the, yeah. the skunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like that. And he follows her and he saves her. So he follows her and he saves her from marauding men. Yes, possible rapists. Okay. Which is, he gets really angry about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you would. But Bella, in the book, Bella is like, she, she's described in the scene, she's like remem- trying to remember this, her self-defense mm-hmm. tactics that she learned and she's like building up to a really good screen mm-hmm. and she's like ready to fight these mm-hmm. men. Like she's not like, oh no. Yeah. And then the Volvo swerves around into the scene. I don't know what a Volvo looks it's like. It's like but... a silver car. I don't know the breeds of car. <laughs> I don't know the breeds of car either. We're just two fans trying yeah. to make a fuck <laughs> Okay, so um, in his sexy car, he's 
saves his sexy fuel efficient car yes he saves her from marauding rapists and she was like i got this dude you did not have to do yeah this. she gets yeah. angry at him she's yeah like i had it like you didn't have to save me and mm-hmm. he's like they were literally going to kill you i could read their minds she's like what do you mean <laughs> oh, okay so this is when she finds out about the mind reading i think so yeah how does that impact does it impact their relationship i mean you can't because she knows that he can't she, yeah he can't read her like, I'm, thoughts i'm not being super articulate here but yeah that's what i was i was gonna go towards like he can't like it might impact the relationship in that she's like huh this dude is weird but clearly she's into that already oh yeah so like that's not gonna hold her back not our girl no but she he is like even weirder than previously imagined is she a monster fucker she might be is she into him just because he's weird no i think she's into him because he's very well supposedly very beautiful and Mm -hmm. he's described as being lanky and Mm -hmm. having bronzed hair so he's like a skinny ginger Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like more questionable 17 year olds are into 17 year olds though like yeah yeah um yeah, I think it's just the fact that she feels like an outsider, mm-hmm. and then she discovers that the clones are also outsiders, so she's like, oh, well then, I, I don't have to be so afraid. Was she an outsider in her old school as well? She, yeah, she said she never really fit in with people her age, which is really funny, because her boyfriend is 100 years old, <laughs> and she is. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. No, she didn't fit in, really, because she was pale, and she was kind of awkward, and mm-hmm. she didn't look how she thought she should look. Um, or was into the sport she thought she should be into, and you mean like every single teenage girl? Every in the world. single teenage girl in the world. Yeah. If you're not worried that you're too pale, you're worried that you're too, too dark. Yeah. And if you're not literally. worried that you're too thin, you're worried that you're too fat. Literally. <laughs> yeah. They figure out he's a vampire. They're in love. Presumably, at some point, we have the beautiful scene that Mayor dreamed about. Yeah. Is that basically it? Is that no? Oh. What else happened in the book? Oh, okay. What else happens in the book? <laughs> so, is it after the meadow scene? Yeah, it's after the meadow scene, and she's getting to know the Cullens. Mm-hmm. And I think she even tells her dad that she's seeing one of the Cullens' kids. Okay, but she doesn't like tell him they're vampires. No, God, no, okay. not until the last book. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so she, but she knows they're vampires. All the other vampires know that she knows they're vampires. Yeah, and they hate it. <laughs> okay. It's also described in Midnight Sun that, like, Alice knows that Edward and Bella are going to get together and either Ed- Bella's going to die or Bella's going to become a vampire and that's her fate. And then the other vamp, like, Rosalie is like, that's bullshit and I fucking hate you, Edward. <laughs> mm. um, that must be a fun house to live it's in. It's great. Uh, yeah, so that's there. But so Edward's like, I want you to meet my family. I want us to go on a date together. Like... And his sister's like, fuck you, fuck oh, this. Fuck everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Um. so... Yeah, so she gets to know them. And then okay. one day they decide to go play the all-American pastime. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes better together like vampires and baseball. baseball. And they meet another group of vampires who are not vegetarians quote quote like the cullens are so they they, they eat, eat people. people okay yeah. cool am i going too far with this pretending not to know what's happening because sometimes i'm like are you being serious you read these books <laughs> I'm sorry i'm trying to let you tell the story they, yeah so they meet this other group and they're like are they as big as the cullens group? No, there's only three of them and what's special about the cullens is that in a lot of blood-eating vampires it's very difficult for them to stay as groups as families um Mm -hmm. it's very strange why is it hard for them to stay as groups i don't know i just know that they they get very hostile towards each other or it's they they distrust each other or it's i I guess it could be competition yeah competition and stuff like that so these three nomads like Mm -hmm. they're usually nomadic vampires because they can't just stay murdering people yes exactly they have to move Um, i mean what's the biodiversity of forks they're probably murdering a lot of animals right quite a lot of animals but it's also known as a very popular hunting area oh okay yeah so So, yeah kind of get in like after they shoot the animal before they come "Ah." collect it and you're like oh wonderful a pre-drained stag (laughs) the work is done (laughs) um yeah so they come in and they're like what is this a human wonderful let's eat it <laughs> and everybody else is like no <laughs> she's our friend actually that's so rude yeah. that's so rude like that would be like going to your friend's house and they've got like a, a dog pet. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was gonna say like a pet pig or something because like you usually eat them, but yeah. like this is her pig. Yeah, that's like, really is this bacon for us to fry up. And they're like, no, this is my son's soulmate. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> so Bella becomes the prey, and what okay. is really interesting is because the preface of the book is is like a description of her, and she's like, I never thought that I would be laying down my life for another. I didn't think this is how I was gonna die, and. I think the last line is, like, as the hunter, like, uh, leapt forward mm-hmm. to kill me, like, I, I was okay with dying. And you're, like, you think, like, at the start, you're, like, oh, my God, like, Edward's gonna kill her. Like, yeah. this is how she's gonna die. But it turns out it's actually this other vampire, James, who is gonna hunt her down just to torment Edward because mm-hmm. he's sick like that. Um, that's how he gets his thrills. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, like, the vampire's brains must be very different. Yeah. Because, like... I mean, even if they start out exactly the same as the people they were, like, you can't be that much faster and stronger than people for that long before you start thinking you're better. Oh, God. Like, clearly, yeah. they, like, clearly they think that this human yeah. is below them. Yeah, they do. They see her as, like, a novelty, almost. Mm-hmm. He hunts her down, and then Edward's like, I should have never fallen in love with you. It's a great turmoil between them like, the morals of the relationship mm-hmm. and whether or not it's okay for them to be together, like... Why the danger he... Bella is in and the danger that Edward is in with exposing his family and himself and vampires and stuff like that. Mm. From from the earlier bits with just like him saving her from a van, like it seems like they're both very selfless people who don't care about personal risk. Yeah. So that must be fun in a relationship. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Edward's probably much better than it because he's presumably bulletproof. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Like not bow and arrow why did we ever move beyond bow and arrow technology I don't know. we could have killed so many vampires so many. maybe that's what happened the maybe. vampires invented guns <laughs> i was gonna say the vampires were driven to extinction okay and that's why we don't have any but oh, that also works <laughs> the vampires own the nra actually <laughs> um <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> yeah so then the book ends in this big um climactic kind of a cat and mouse chase deal between Bella and James and Bella goes off with Alice and Jasper who are Edward's siblings yes and Alice do they can, hate her as no, much no as... because Alice sees, can see the futures wherein her and Bella are like sisters by marriage and okay. best friends and they got on really well and Jasper is her, her husband mm-hmm. um, who can not her husband who's also boyfriend, a teen I was going to say also a teenager yeah who can like alter people's moods or sense like the moods in the room so can he see, sorry, I, I actually should have asked this earlier, but like Edward's power doesn't work on Bella. Is that just between the two of them? Like Yeah, it's just can, Edward and Bella. So Jasper can. Yeah, and Alice can see Bella's, Bella's future. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, and it's actually developed on, on further books where that the reason why that... Oh, there's a sequel? There's three of the books, <laughs> Like why that Edward can't see Bella's mind thoughts is because she has a shield and it can actually protect her from other powers yeah yeah Mm -hmm. she doesn't realize until she spoiler alert becomes a vampire (laughs) okay so she becomes a vampire in later books which implies that she stays human for all of this oh yeah so like it's very tumultuous so writing yeah so it's a big climatic chase scene between the cullens and the ones who like bella rosalie is really the only one who doesn't like Mm -hmm. bella um and like they're kind of like trying to protect Bella and then Bella's like the vampire tricks Bella into believing that like they have her mother and she oh. thinks she's going to sacrifice her life for her mother's life which is what she's saying I don't That's mind her whole thing her whole thing is like at the start of the book she's like I, I wouldn't mind like dying in the place of another or yeah. I never thought I'd die in the place of another and that's what's happening in the end of the book she thinks yeah. she's going to save her mother and she's going to be the one that dies to save her mother but it's actually a trap and a big fight scene ensues and you know the Cullens come and save her and they kill James Mm -hmm. and then there's also lots of questions because Bella's also a human she has a human life and human friends and a human father Mm -hmm. who's like where the fuck is my 17 year old doctor who's been missing for three days and suddenly has this weird boyfriend and she went to play baseball baseball (laughs) and they're like oh man you've never played baseball like we played baseball (laughs) it takes a whole week and she comes back and she's like really badly bruised and beat up and like it's really really bad yeah and after this like charlie hates edward and edward's not allowed in the house and he you would yeah like 
like a good parent would mm-hmm. be like, I don't like this boy. I don't think yeah. you need to be seeing him. I don't think he's good for you. It's already kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the book ends in them going to prom together. <laughs> That's so teenage. It's so YA. They go to prom together. Oh my god, which means ultimate true love. Yeah, and Bella wants to be a vampire, and Edward's like, no, okay. I want to preserve your moral soul and you have a good soul and you're a good person. I'm not going to condemn you like I've been condemned because he believes he's condemned. I mean, and he does have a shitty time yeah. trying to like hold himself still in biology class because he has to keep <laughs> being in school. He just wants her to graduate. Yeah, he's like, I will kill you at a late. I mean, I will transform you at a later date. <laughs> Saving a snack for later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the book Okay, cool. But there's lots of other really interesting... Like, that's just the main... Like, I know we've spoken a lot about Mm -hmm. these two characters, but there's also, I feel like, a lot of other little side bits that are going on. Well, that's very good, because our next section is the highlights, lowlights, and weird little sidelights. Yeah. So, like, what are the side bits that stick out at you? I just really, really enjoyed Bella's, like, actual school social life. Yeah. I really think her friend group is funny and i think it's so funny that she's like these people whose names i can't be bothered to remember and they're all so obsessed with her they're like will you go to prom with me and will you sit with us at lunch and can i walk you to your next class and oh my god like this is a new person she's like who are you i don't know who you are that's realistic like oh we haven't had fresh blood for 15 (laughs) years she's fresh meat in this town they're like no girl we've all already dated each other (laughs) yeah so you're new yeah yeah so it's new and fresh and good cool and then what would your highlights be highlights would be i think the atmosphere overall Mm. of the book which is rainy and dark and gloomy and really good mm, mm. really nice misty fog kind of a feel to it very grey and green autumn yeah um, what time of year does this book take place actually I think it starts in September oh okay cool cool but I was also thinking because the other day I was like oh so this starts in September and then she's like well the following month and Edward didn't talk to me blah 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 but then it was time for the March girls choice yeah. dance so I don't know if she starts there's snow and there's snow or is it just exceptionally cold so that's a highlight now not to get controversial, but what's the low light for you? I feel like the low lights are the dynamics of mm. Bella and Edward's relationship. Okay, now that's unfortunate because it's kind of a key aspect. It is a key aspect, but I really yeah. don't like the parts where he's like, I might kill you. And he's yeah. like, well, that's kind of sexy. And you're like, no, <laughs> not sexy. <laughs> you're 17. Yeah, you're literally 17 just because a guy is like, oh, I might hurt you. You don't have to be attracted or okay with that. No. No, not at <laughs> Maybe all. you shouldn't be. Maybe you shouldn't be. But other than that, I think, I don't really ha- I just really thoroughly enjoy this book. Like, there's, the only lowlights, I suppose, is like, I want to know more about the other characters. Yeah. I wish, I like, they would go in more in depth. Mm-hmm. into the humans in this book because um, I know they go more in depth into the more supernatural ones and we get to know a lot more about Jacob and the, the werewolves and stuff like oh spoilers <laughs> there's werewolves you should listen to our other podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay so you just wish there was more and more in depth I mean I guess but like there's four books so they just a- get into it and it's a romance, so you're yeah. going to focus on your two main romance, characters. But, yeah. like, that is unfortunate, like... Like, there's this character that I know you know of, and yeah. I really want to know more about, is Angela Weber, who mm. is, like... Like, what have you got going on, Angela? You're really shy and quiet, and Bella likes you. Like, what's up? <laughs> and you don't want a boy to ask you to the dance yeah. for some what reason. what is that? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the... It is, it is important, though, to note the shitty dynamics, yeah, though. Yeah, there because, is, but, like... Like, that's why I was worried when I saw my little cousins reading mm. the, these books. Like, there's a lot of kind of... Not coercion, just, um, like, Bella's complete lack of self-preservation yeah. and her, like, being okay and even into like controlling and overprotective behavior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's not cute no it's just scary. because he's stronger than you yeah. doesn't mean he can 
tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, a relationship should be between equals. But also, this book was written in 2005. I know it's not, but, like, I don't think a book like this could be written now. Um, I think it, it could. Can, can and has been. Okay. Like, I'm not... I Another thing is, like, I haven't read any YA yeah. since. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm think I'm comparing it a lot with... Um, Never bite a boy on a first date because mm-hmm. that was written like 2010 or so mm-hmm. and it was also about vampires and the a cultural moment but like it actively deconstructs a lot of the issues with like it's very close in time twilight but it deconstructs a lot of the issues with consent and um gender roles because like the whole climax of that book not to spoil it is that there's a male character who's trying to control and manipulate the female character who's our protagonist and that behavior is not okay Mm -hmm. and he is not allowed to do that and he gets punished for that Mm -hmm. and it is shown as being such a big crime that he's trying to control her that he gets like very badly punished by his community and like only a boy who respects her and will allow her to stand on her own is the good love interest who gets to win like I really think in, like, in Twilight, I don't know if it's because I've read Midnight Sun, but I think you're supposed to believe that Edward's torment about whether it's good or not to love Bella is reprimand enough for his behaviour towards her because mm-hmm. he feels so anguished about it. Yeah. But I don't think that does excuse the behaviour that, like, he breaks yeah. into her house at one point. That's bad. Yeah, and he watches her sleep and... And he, I think he alters, I don't know if this is in the second book, mm-hmm. but he alters her truck and he, she can't drive her truck, uh, truck somewhere. And like, you know, like it, there is very bad aspects of yeah. that relationship, which are glossed over as mm. cool and protective and strong and mysterious. And mm. like, perhaps. It is not okay no. to be controlling mm-hmm. of your partner at any age. But is Edward 17 in his mind? Like, is he, like, I mean, the other option is that he's holding a lot of sexism because he's, I mean, for one thing. Different century. Yeah, he's from a different century. And he's also, like, you know, a man. Mm. Um, But the fact that he was raised in, like, Victorian, Mm. pre-Victorian to World War I society, like, turn of the century means that he would have a lot of might have doubts about the intelligence of women mm. you know that kind of thing um does that get brought up at all but i i think is his behavior tried to explain in that context i don't think it is yeah but i know that bella's i feel like bella is bella's behavior is always like bella we know that bella is smart because she's well read and she's very good at her studies and she's in like she's good at school and we know that she's strong and resilient and she's like selfless and like we know all of that i feel like Car- like edward is a very like she he's kind of left blank like you don't really know what his motives are well why is he so interested in this girl and she's the same he's she's like i don't know why he likes me so much mm. you know i mean it must start out i can see it being very interesting if you can see into the mind of every single person around you mm. and you find one person who you can't mm. Like, that would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're going to fall in love with them. Yeah. But you might pay a bit more attention to them and then find other things to fall in love with. Mm. And then um, iron out some of your own shitty behavior mm. and, you know, interrogate what you think is normal in a relationship and then not be an abusive piece of shit. But yeah, I think you're right about the atmosphere in the books. That's something I always found yeah, really beguiling. Yeah. Like, just... Ooh, spooky. Mystery kind of a town. It's gothic. Yeah. Like, I've never seen Twin Peaks, but it's what I imagine Twin Peaks it's, is like. It's kind of is yeah. like that, yeah. Okay. Um, do we have anything else to say on Twilight? Twilight. Um, Twilight. <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's it. Yeah. Then it's a book that I thoroughly enjoy, and I will revisit again and again and again throughout my life. Yeah. Because that is the beautiful thing about some YA books is like you can read them at any age yeah, and still, still get stuff out of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, thank you very much for being on the pod with me. Thank you for having me. We will be back again uh, with our more regularly scheduled programming on the 7th. 
Kira and I will be doing December books. Oh. Yeah, because it will be creepy. Well, it won't. It'll be creepy. It'll be wintry. I think I'm gonna go for more of a wintry mm. than a, a Christmassy book. Um, but by the time this airs, we'll probably have already picked them. But on the off chance that we haven't, if you've got any recommendations, you can find us on Twitter um, at ForeverYAPod. Always appreciate your interactions on there. If you do have ideas for Christmassy and wintry books, let us know. Particularly wintry, because I mean, this is airing in November. Mm. We still have a lot of winter ahead of us. Mm. Let's, let's lean into the spooky dark, maybe. Um, if you don't have Twitter, you can also keep up with us on Instagram at Podcast. We have to add the cast. Uh, we're also on Goodreads, where you can see what we are reading, have been reading, and will be reading. And that is, again, Pod. If you really, really like us, or if you've got a recommendation that you'd really like us to take on board, you can find us on Patreon at Pod. And if you become a patron... On Patreon, we will 100% do the book that you recommend us. So, uh, I have to get myself a Patreon account. (laughs) It's a small price to pay to control my life. (laughs) And, of course, if you don't have money, because God knows who does, just tell tell your friends about us. Like, next time you're on a date and there's, like, an awkward lull in the conversation, just be like, listen to any good podcast recently? And then real quick before they can answer the question, jump in and say, because I have. Mm. And if you found me a very entertaining co-host, uh, please follow my Twitter. What's your Twitter? It's at Kid from Milfay. Could you spell Milfay from us? M-I-L-F-A-Y. Wonderful. Yes, our good, beautiful co-host, Michelle. Thank you. Uh, you can also listen to the back archives oh. of the past <laughs> Michelle and I had together about Twilight, which could still be resurrected. Who knows? Could be brought back from the grave like so many vampires are. Wow, everybody. Have a good winter, guys. Stay warm. Stay warm. Uh, look out on that grey, green world out there and think about all the sexy vampires. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll be back again in two weeks. Kira will be back. Uh, until then, take care of yourselves. Forever Young Adults At the podcast where we review books Hey! The outro music has happened and you're still here. I think you want to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us there at ForeverYAPod. And on Instagram at ForeverYAPod. You can also email us at ForeverYAPod. And if you really, really like what you're hearing, you can contribute to our Patreon, which you can find at ForeverYAPod. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. We love you. Talk to you in two weeks. Bye.